Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. We're live. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Franklin, the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. We'll get to them in just a second, but first of all, I've really got to tell you guys about, uh, you know, obviously TechWeld. Uh, you know, TechWeld USA made in the world filled with worry regarding overseas products, okay? They offer many USA-made products uh, to help separate themselves from the promotional products pack, all right. So uh, like hand sanitizer, for instance, we actually just hit on this last week. If you didn't uh, tune in on that episode, shame on you. Go look at it. It was really good. Uh, very informative. But hey, hand sanitizers due to the coronavirus outbreak. This is definitely something that's trending worldwide. The CDC recommends sanitizing and washing your hands to prevent uh, the spread of the disease. Uh, and, uh, you know, basically, uh, they've got many hand sanitizer SKUs to help uh, combat the spread of the virus. Uh, and it's it's safe. That stuff's not coming from Mexico. It doesn't have the methanol in it like, uh, like we were talking about last week. So definitely check them out. Uh, be sure to visit techweld.com for more information. Now, I can talk to you guys about my lovely co-hosts. Uh, so first of all, let's say hello to Meg Erber with SNS Activewear. Meg, how are you? Your background looks different today. What yeah, and where are you? <laughs> I'm working remotely today. Oh, you that's mean that's awesome. not a that's not a virtual background? Nope, not a virtual background. Yeah, we don't like <laughs> you. I'm. Uh, I was literally sitting, not sitting. I was uh, doing Zoom meetings from my room yesterday, and that hurricane was insane. I felt like I was. It wasn't in- a hurricane. It was a tropical storm. We also had tornadoes, so it was like 2020 just hit us all at once, and I could have swore there was farm animals flying by my house. It was like, it was crazy. It was crazy, but yeah, today's beautiful. That's funny. So that that takes me to the uh, the movie Twister. You guys remember the movie Twister? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to call you back. We've got cows. (laughs) Even McFadden, how are you? Perfect promotions and more. Doing well. Also, not a fake background. This is, you know... (laughs) It doesn't doesn't look <laughs> fake at all. I I totally believe Even you. Even though like I can I can go back into it, not fake. Yep. Very cool. <laughs> we're also joined today by a very special guest, a good friend of mine, a multi line rep. So we're gonna actually get the multi line rep perspective today of what the hell's been happening the last five months. Uh, Kaylee Heron with Heron and Associates. Tell us. Uh, well, first of all, how are you? Oh, good. Doing well. <laughs> it's uh, it's great to see you again. You know, even if it is just on a computer screen, uh, maybe one day we'll actually uh, see each other at a at an event again. But uh, who knows? One day we can help. Um, one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. Fingers crossed. Let's go. Uh, so, Kaylee, tell us a little bit about yourselves for people that don't know you. How did you get your start in the industry? Um, you know, what lines do you represent? Uh, you know, what what's your favorite? your favorite promotional product, whatever you want to tell us for the next three to four minutes. <laughs> After that, we're cutting you off and uh, you don't get to talk for the rest of the podcast. That's it. All right. Sounds good. Um, I started in the industry um, because my dad does this. So I started, uh, graduated college and, on a Sunday and I started Monday. Um, he handed me some catalogs and said a line listing and said, go for it. So um, <laughs> at the time, um, I'm based out of Wisconsin, um, but at the time my territory was Illinois. And I worked primarily on hard goods, uh, sporting equipment for the most part. 
and that was in 2010 and then slowly kind of worked my way into the promo kind of finding where I fit within the company of Heron and Associates and um, yeah so from there I kind of picked on up uh, Holloway um, clothing line I had a few other randoms um, pro feats which is now Wilson Brown sock company um, mm. and so now um, I kind of found my fitting in there and um, became a board member at PPAW. And from that, I went to LDW, it's where I met Jeff and a bunch of other people in the industry and slowly got involved in Spark. And then from there, it kind of just grew and I fell in love with the promo side of everything and um, just kind of created a little family of everyone. I look at my customers right now, my territory is just Wisconsin. So um, I love being able to really connect with my customers and not have a bunch of states because at one point I also had Minnesota and the Dakotas and kind of as you pick up lines being a multi-line and then dropping lines or making changes it kind of really varies of where you're traveling to what you're carrying um, but my passion is apparel for the most part apparel hats socks um, is where I kind of love and fit comfortably in and so yeah, that's kind of where I fit. And um, right now I'm president at PPAW. So love doing all the different things with them and having events and education sessions. Right now I'm working on my CAS. So that's kind of a fun addition. I know I'm like halfway through. Um, my goal is to get it done by July. That obviously didn't happen, um, but I'm working on it. And yeah, so this is an important question, Kaylee. Are you older or younger than Jeff Franklin? Because this has been a debate of who the youngest uh, president of a regional association has been. I don't know. I think younger. Oh, Jeff. Everything's a competition with me. I'm sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> like everything. Um, and yeah, then so Kaylee, you're, you're familiar with our, our, well, we reluctantly call him our friend, but John R.B. Cudahy. Uh, so we, we had John on the podcast probably, I don't know, what was that, about two months ago? Mm -hmm. And uh, so basically, you know, Meg was calling him like the youngest president of a regional association ever. And I was like, uh, excuse me, John's old uh, and I'm younger and I'm pretty sure I am the youngest president. But I, you, you may have it. I think, I think you might have it actually. All right. I, I can drop the ball. I was 31 when I became president. Uh oh. oh. You got, I think you got me by uh, by a year. You got me That's by amazing. Year. I'm really happy to see the the younger generation coming in and really like just making and, and the industry is adapting and evolving with this younger group. I love it. I absolutely love it. So Meg, I have a very important question for you. Since you since you you know put us all under the fire here, uh, yeah. put a fire under us a little bit. I, I'm going to ask you: When are you getting involved again? Because you've got three <laughs> people here, all on regional associations, two of which are presidents, and you're just the oddball out. Like well, you just don't even fit on this podcast anymore. Does it help? I mean, does it count that I volunteered and I sent Lisa Bibb and Dana Geiger masks with straws? So they no, it doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Masks. I was it doesn't. No. <laughs> of my friends no. <laughs> cool but no, no, no. <laughs> you know what? I was on the CPPA board and the SAGNI board and I was doing them consecutively or at the same time and I was just it was a little it was a little much for me but um I don't nobody know nobody told you to do two I'll at the help. same time what's that nobody told you to do two at the I same know time. I know I can't say no to people clearly so here I am trying to like not say no but not say yes <laughs> yeah. I have that same problem if wants me to help out with Papa I'd be more than happy to I would be more than happy to 
All right. Well, Patty, you heard it first. If you're listening, uh, Meg Erber would love to join one of your associations. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the one that's closest to me this time, <laughs> not the one that's like six hours away. <laughs> <laughs> so Kaylee, um, you know, like I said, I, I sort of hinted at earlier, we want to sort of get the multi-line perspective, uh, not only of just COVID, but maybe just in general of like the promotional products industry and any, any light that you can shed for us, because I was sort of giving you a rundown of the history of, of this podcast and sort of, uh, you know, where the foundation of it came from. And we really just had, you know, supplier distributor and multi-line or supplier distributor and business service providers perspective all in one podcast. Uh, and it made for a really great uh, sort of, I guess, atmosphere and, and really good debate for different viewpoints and things. So, uh, but we've never really had the privilege of having a multi rep on. Uh, so first of all, thank you for joining us today. But um, ultimately, uh, I was actually speaking with you uh, just the other day and you were you were on the road, uh, yes. which is which was really great to uh, to hear in the background. Uh, so t- <laughs> tell us what's that what that's like. <laughs> so, yeah, so the com- so right now I have four companies that I rep um, Augusta Sportswear Brands, uh, Wilson Brown Sock Company, Sonic Patch and Flying Colors Drinkwear. Um, so luckily there are four great companies and all of them have kind of left it up to us as reps of if we want to travel, if we don't want to travel, um, what we feel safe and comfortable with, um, as a multi-line, you're commission-based. It's no one's going to pay my insurance, my mortgage. So you kind of got to find ways to hustle and, you know, make it where you can. And so as soon as we kind of got the green light in Wisconsin to be able to travel, we kind of hit the ground running. Um, you know, contacted as many accounts as we could. Um, you know, some distributors shut down, everyone's still working from home. I've done a couple Zoom meetings with them, you know, doing the nice little Vanna fashion show kind of thing. Um, but I, I mean, I'm a people person. I love being in front of people and seeing them, letting them touch fabrics, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yesterday um, I was on the road, saw a count. Um, I've seen, been traveling maybe a month. So um, yeah. Just trying to get out there, um, see as many as possible. And I, mean, I love being a multi-line because there aren't lots of real set rules for us. We kind of have the ability, like I said, to hustle and kind of see where we fit in, um, what customers are looking for and be able to adapt to that. So, um, Well, Kaylee, yeah. I'm curious because you do have more than one line, you know, have you, what have you seen over the past three, four months with each of the lines? Has there been one in particular or one you know, product category, obviously PPE type of stuff, but um, has there been a line that's kind of been dead and now it's coming back? Like, can you give us some perspective since you do have, you know, a viewpoint of multiple different lines at one time on just what what COVID's kind of done to the the industry and different product lines? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, for a while there, all of a sudden it was shut down, you know, like everything closed, nothing was happening. So for, I don't know, a few weeks, it was like, crickets nothing was happening across the board for the most part um people didn't know what to do and i mean from all of us we probably saw people weren't spending money um just kind of waiting it out and see what happened um from augusta sportswear brands we're a little bit heavier on like the school side spirit wear youth groups and stuff mm-hmm. um so all that really slowed down and what i've actually seen is a huge pickup lately on um like headwear we're finding um a lot of groups if your corporate side, if you're kind of looked at who out of like my group of friends was still working, um, it was the insurance companies, the electricians, plumbers, landscaping, that kind of thing. What do they all need that I could be out there kind of pushing? And a lot of that was headwear. 
So that one I kind of saw a little taper off and it's now picking up and we're really busy through that. Um, I don't know if you're seeing that Jeff on your side too, being in the headwear industry. Um, yes, especially as of late, like the last probably three or four weeks has really picked up quite a bit and, and we're still selling the crap out of, out of face masks as well. So it's right. like the month of July was absolutely insane for us. We had a really, really good month. And that's kind of where I've, from talking to customers and being, we're finding, or I'm finding that July has kind of been that like uptick that we've been needing. So, um, and a lot of my companies adapted and started making their version of face masks, gaiters, you know, if it was sublimated, if it was stock. So then kind of finding within that new PPE category of what they can do to enhance that category. So um, there's been some really cool kind of options, um, you know, made local in the US. If you're outsourcing it, where do you outsource it to? Do people want product from China? Um, that kind of thing. So it's really been interesting to see how companies are adapting to kind of the needs. And what's nice as a multi-line is that I have different avenues to go. So if a customer calls me and goes, I need PPE, but I don't want it made overseas somewhere. Wilson Brown Stock Company started making knit masks in the U.S., where Augusta Sportswear Brands, we have facilities in Mexico where we're able to transition from making t-shirts and things like that into PPE, like some of the other companies have done. So it was, as a multi-line, it was nice to kind of have different avenues or like pockets to choose from so that when someone needed a hammer, I could grab a hammer, but if they needed a screwdriver, I could grab a screwdriver kind of thing, which is what I've always loved about kind of being a multi-line is that I'm able to kind of pick and choose where it works um, for the customer's best needs. Yeah, so Brandon actually just chimed in, and this might actually be along the lines of what I was uh, going to ask as well, is that the distributors are let, that are letting you uh, in their office for meetings, what industries are they asking for products for? Uh, that's, go, go ahead and answer that one, and then I've got a, another. So um, for the most part, right now, I'm seeing a lot of the kind of working man group. Um, like I was saying, the plumbers, the Luke. electricians, that type of industry, Luke, Luke which is really thriving right now. Um, so it's a lot of just, you know, work attire, hats, that kind of thing. Um, also just being, we're finding that distributors are also transitioning of who they're selling to. So I'm finding a little bit more into fundraiser type things and um, kind of some of this back to school stuff. So we have a mixed pot here in Wisconsin of virtual schools, um, people going to school. So finding kind of those is where, I mean, I just did some of like large mask orders for kids going back to school to, you know, going, okay, let's get kids um, little school bags, drawstring bags that you can put kits in for like the teachers to send out to all their students because they're going to be working virtually. So it's kind of that I, those are kind of the two avenues. Um, I haven't seen a lot go back into like bars, restaurants, um, another big one I've seen is breweries, um, kind of just that alcohol distribution type line. It seemed to really be going strong right now. So, um, some of the promo products of what they're shipping in and that kind of stuff. What alcohols, recession and pandemic proof. Who knew? 
<laughs> Fair enough. So the question I've got for you, basically, because you know, you when when I spoke with you, you said you're you know you've got a couple meetings a week typically now, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know not not quite normal, but it's definitely uh, encouraging. So, what percentage of your clients would you say are actually back in the office? And then, out of that percentage, how many of those folks are open to having folks come in to do sales meetings? So. I would have said last week that it was probably about a 50-50 split for me. A lot of my screen printers, decorators, they're open, running, pushing product as much as they can, come in, see me, get me orders, that kind of thing. I'm seeing a little bit more on the corporate marketing, the traditional promo, large businesses are shut down, everyone's working from home. Um, And then some of the mom and pop shops, it's kind of a 50-50 split on them. It's you know, you either have people who are like, come in, see us, wear a mask, or then they're like, no, it's by appointment only, where we just passed the law in Wisconsin where it's mandated the entire state must have masks inside. So that's going to ask you. So yeah. That kind of just within the last like week made some changes. Um, you know, I try to follow as many of my accounts like on social media so I can stay up to date of what they're doing um, just so I can adapt to it. And I've just been trying to be as open and honest of what I can do to help them. If they want me to wear a mask and they'll see me in person, I will do that. If they don't want to see me in person and just send some catalogs, I can do that too. So I'd say it's probably a little bit more since the mandate, 40% open, 60% closed, at least to the public, or they don't want reps in. Um, And then from there, it's been just kind of a needless to say, like not a better word, a crapshoot of what, who wants me in, who doesn't, and who actually give me the time. But it's it's days of like just going and seeing two customers having appointments and hitting four or five others on the way, that's gone. No one's jumping off the highway to go 10 minutes off to see if, you know, one account's open just to drop off some catalogs. Those, those times are gone. Yeah. So Steven, uh, I can't even imagine driving by. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jeff. No, good. No, good. Sorry, there might be a delay. Um, I I just here in New Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania. I can't even imagine dropping off, just like stopping by and dropping off catalogs right now. It's like such a like night and day difference depending on where you are in the country. It's just not even yeah. heard of. What's so? Funny? Why are you guys making fun of me this time? We're, we're not. I'm not doing it at all. <laughs> I mean, we're laughing because you're saying there's potentially a delay, but uh, there, there's got to be a delay. It's because you're on <laughs> island time. Maybe, maybe yeah. you should, maybe you should come back to reality. <laughs> I hate you guys. Yeah. So, Stephen, uh, from your perspective as a distributor, like, have you yeah. sort of opened the doors to sales folks yet, or, or what, what's sort of your plan for getting that far? Or, or are you guys even like back to the office? Yeah. So we have our embroidery facility that obviously can't work from home. So those folks have been here and, you know, our, our whole goal going into this was to keep that as safe as possible. So in order to limit the exposure just to our, our entire office, anyone that could work at home, we were having them work at home. Um, so we've got, it's kind of eerie, but like there's like five, 5,500 square feet of stuff with three or four people in it and seven empty offices, you know? So, um, you know, but I'm, I've been coming in every day um, just to help out with both sides, uh, just, you know, with personnel and, and whatnot. But um, as far as meetings, it's, it's interesting. We've, I've noticed over the past three or four weeks, I've been getting a couple emails 
uh, a week uh, from our outside line asking, hey, are you, are you comfortable if we stop by or would you be open for a meeting? Um, I, I think I'm open for that. I just need to give them the, the full you know, rundown of, you know, we're all not going to be here. It'll probably be a smaller meeting. So it'll probably just be just with myself. And then we do have kind of office protocol that we put in place. So we've got a stands at the front door and the back door with uh, the, the thermometer or the, uh, you know, temperature get gun thing and sanitizer. And we've got, got extra masks and stuff. So we just, just because we, you know, if something were to happen to the embroidery side, you know, that has to shut down and that can't be done elsewhere. So we're trying to take all the extra precautions we can if we do allow people in. I have actually had two customers asked to come in in the past week. Um, and so with that, I've done very similar things that, hey, not a problem. Uh, but here's kind of our office protocol that we're going through. If you guys are fine with that, we'd be happy to have you come over. You know, we'll sit at opposite ends of our conference table. You know, you wear a mask, temperature, sanitizer. And they're like, that sounds fine with us. I'm like, okay. So um, I think people are uh, very understanding and actually probably feel more comfortable knowing that we have stuff put in place, um, but we're not allowing big groups or, you know, obviously uh, we're not all going to come in. All the salespeople aren't going to come in at one time for one rep. It'll probably be much smaller exposure. Yep. So Kaylee, uh, from the regional standpoint, since you are the president of uh, PPI Wisconsin or PP, PPA Wisconsin, what, is that right? PPAW? PPW? Yeah, PPAW. What how have you guys as a regional association sort of handled the situation? I know, you know, me personally with CPPA, we've basically canceled, uh, canceled our spring show. Uh, and then we were trying to reschedule our what well, we did end up rescheduling the fall show. Um, and then we were, we were able to get out of that contract due to the situation. And then we were trying to figure out, okay, well, how can we do maybe something like make it alluded to earlier with the trunk shows. Um, but even that's sort of difficult to sort of uh, figure out and, and, and get moving. Uh, and, you know, we're sort of running out of time if we're going to do it, but ultimately how are you guys handling everything with shows and that sort of thing? So we actually just sent out a survey to our whole group. We didn't limit it just to members. We wanted everyone, every email we had ever had be like, let's just fully find what everyone's thinking. And it was a pretty good 50, 50 split of people who would do a fall show or spring or a in-person fall show. Um, we asked, you know, would masks make you feel more comfortable? The thermometer, you know, all that kind of stuff of what we thought might help. Um, obviously being a regional, that's one of your biggest events is, you know, your biggest draws is your trade shows. Luckily we were able to get our spring show in before all of the crazy hit. It was in real early March. So we were able to do that. Um, but we've gone kind of looked at the results and gone, the best option is to cancel it. So we canceled our fall show. Um, and right now we're looking at our solution to be like a traveling showcase next year of doing so we can hit both locations, maybe even add a third location. Um, but really kind of just looking for the future and just wanting everyone to be safe. I mean, obviously there's no point in cramming a bunch of people in a trade show room that don't feel comfortable, but feel that they must be there. Um, we just want everyone to be safe and do what, again, science, just try to believe it and move forward. 
Yeah. So my standpoint on it, you know, I'm, I'm a little more hard headed. I, uh, <laughs> you know, when, when spring hit and good weather hit, even, even after the quarantine, when everybody was told they had to stay at home and they couldn't go out for anything other than essential, essential business. Uh, you know, if you go out to a Lowe's or a Home Depot on a Saturday, you know, you'd have to, there'd be lines literally 30 feet out the door and it'd be jam packed inside the building. Uh, so are, are people really that concerned with not assembling together? Uh, right. I think you're going to get people that would stay home regardless, but ultimately I think people are going to show up and, and, you know, I guess the ASI Chicago show, which I'm, I'm assuming you'll probably go to, um, it will be a, a pretty you know, a pretty good sort of standpoint or, or measuring stick as to how that will actually turn out. Because as far as I know, their show is still scheduled to go on September 30th and October 1st. So um, are you attending that show? Yeah, so we do plan on attending that show. And that was one of the other reasons we actually decided to postpone our fall show is because that was right around the time frame we normally do our, our fall show. Yep. So it's that if people are going to choose an option, they're going to probably go to ASI Chicago. Um, and also we just didn't, if people were that uncomfortable, our philosophy on it is people were uncomfortable going. Was it hindering our suppliers by asking them to pay for money for a booth and then have a very reduced amount of uh, distributors coming through and seeing things. We just thought it wasn't fair to not have the, support for the suppliers that put the effort in to put in a booth you know pay money to be there travel normally it's some type of overnight and um so yeah between the asi chicago and just kind of that we decided to um postpone but yeah we'll see how asi chicago goes that's going to be a good kind of stepping stone to see what someone does because i don't yeah. think there's been really any other examples out there yet I think that might be a, a determining factor as to what PPI does with the expo as well, because I mean, I don't know if you guys just saw this. We talked about it last week, actually, that, that um, CES. CES canceled for yeah. January, uh, which is, which is crazy. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I actually, I know some people over at, uh, at, at that, that run the CES show and I was thinking about maybe getting one of them on the show uh, as a guest to sort of run us through that run, you know, what, what, what kind of, uh, decision-making process right. goes behind that, especially for the, the nation's largest uh, convention or trade, trade show. show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot of international travel involved for that show. So maybe that plays a huge role in that. Sure. There's, yeah. there's not nearly as much of that for us. I mean, you do get some folks from Canada that come down to the expo. Um, I'm assuming, I know there's some folks from Australia and I'm sure other parts of the world as well that come to expo. So, you know, I don't know that that'll play a huge role in Expo's or PPI's decision for Expo, but uh, yeah, it's interesting. So Kaylee, anything else that you can tell us from the multi-line perspective that, that, you know, we or the audience should know about just in the, in the industry in general or COVID related? I mean, it's just been a crazy time. Um, I know we've always kind of said that like our industry is recession proof. We are obviously not pandemic proof. Um, so I'd say just be responsive when you can is what I'm told the most. Um, I'm a little OCD when it comes to responding to emails as soon as I see them. I'm like the person who, you know, grabs the phone at the dinner table and is like, I, just real quick, I just got to answer this. Um, I think that's just the biggest thing people are looking for right now. Um, if it's a multi-line or anyone else is just, you know, be out there, be responsive. Cause a lot of the stuff that's happening, it's happening quick and to just be ready for it when it happens and. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. 
Absolutely. And sure. Meg or Steven, you got anything else to, to add or ask? Haley, my friend Julie, uh, I think she's with Starline now. She's from Wisconsin and she's a big Mountain Dew and cheese lover. What is your favorite kind of cheese? Ooh, um, <laughs> I'm this classic cheddar squeaky cheese curds. It's curds, that's it. That's the curds. Thing. Yep, cheddar, just basic. And they got a squeak, so that means that they're really fresh. Oh, learn something new every day. <laughs> All right. So as a Packers fan, is, is the NFL actually going to uh, start and go on with a full season and actually have fans in the stadium? I don't know. I think, I think if they were smart, they're going to do, I don't know how you would do it, but they need to do something like basketball or hockey. You got to bubble it. I mean, look at what's happening with the baseball. Baseball. Mm. Thanks to, thanks to Meg's homeland. You know, the yeah, Miami Collins came Miami. there and, and 15 of them got the COVID, you know. Jeter's fault. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, listen, guys, uh, once again, TechWeld USA made uh, in, a, in a world filled with uh, worry regarding overseas products. They offer many USA-made products to help separate themselves from the promotional pack. Uh, you know, they've got FDA compliance. Uh, they're FDA compliant on their products in a time of uncertainty. Knowledge that a, that a product is FDA compliant is key in allowing the customer to, to really feel at ease when they're placing their order. Um, you know, they've also got some custom packaging, uh, which is super cool at TechWeld. Uh, they like to create, uh, create new every day. Uh, their custom packaging division is a great example of that every box takes on a life of its own uh, and they can really work to meet needs uh, or to meet your custom specifications regarding packaging as well. So uh, definitely check that stuff out uh, on top of the, uh, the hand sanitizers we spoke about earlier at techweld.com. Uh, go there, get more information and uh, tell them we sent you. Uh, with that, uh, guys, I really appreciate you being on. Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us. It's always thank great to, uh, to see you. And, uh, and thanks for providing that perspective as well. Yes. Thanks, Kaylee. Take care. Thank you, guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.